137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, your guides to the unusual and the strange. And we're on episode 48 already, man. Boom. <laughs> yeah, buddy, we're creeping on a come up. Coming up to the big 5-0. Yeah, we, uh, we're, we're hot off the trails of uh, episode 47 we had with Big Steven, and we had a, uh, a lot of positive reviews, a lot of positive feedback about having Big Steven on our show, so we'll... Uh, We'll definitely have him on again sometime in the very near future, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Me too, man. It was a lot of fun. So how was your your Christmas? Uh, It was good. We, uh, you know, we we did Christmas early. And uh, so we got it a week out, week, you know, a week early. We got it it out of the way. And so then uh, Christmas Day, we uh, had a lazy day, uh, binge watched the uh, dark and uh, got through all those, and uh, that was it. Hell yeah. I still need to finish that. I'm on episode two still. I'm at the same place we were last time we talked about it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just been such a damn busy last like couple weeks, man, with the lead up to Christmas and then Christmas. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, we've been dangling this carrot in front of the listeners for a long time about – this fabled UFO alien government cover-up episode we were going to do. And originally that was going to be tonight's episode. And with how busy things were with the holiday season, we just didn't have time to really finish putting that together because there's been a lot of interesting news mm-hmm. that's come out recently. Yeah, like just stuff that's just hitting headlines in the last couple of weeks about the Pentagon and the government and more UFO sightings and, and weird shit. So – we thought that unfortunately we're going to push it back one last time because we didn't really have the time to dedicate to it that it deserves with everything new that's come out. And it is a deep and mighty rabbit hole to go down once you start chasing after the different white rabbits. <laughs> I mean, there's, there is the U S government, there's the Pentagon, there are presidents, um, you know, from yesteryear, there's celebrities, there's Hollywood, um, directors, there's all sorts of weird yeah. shit tangled up into what we want to talk about. So we're going to give it a couple more weeks just to really put all of our thoughts together and just give it the, uh, the attention and the research it really deserves and not just come at you with just a random pile of weird shit. We want to have it be really coherent and we've had to do some edits to our outline a little bit. So we'll, uh, we'll come back and we'll have it timed perfectly because X-Files is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to, this, this episode will drop on what? January 2nd. Yes. And the very next day, it's going to be X-Files Day because it drops on the January 3rd, right? Wednesday? Mm, I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty certain that's what it is. So uh, we also thought by postponing that episode, it'll be you know more appropriate to kind of help celebrate the X-Files coming back too. So. And I'm really excited to see uh, Mulder out squatching in his uh, <laughs> yeah, Yeti yeah. outfit. Yeah, there's that that uh, trailer promo teaser, and he's in this in a squatch costume or like a, a ghillie suit or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's he say? I, uh, what are you doing, Mulder? Yeah, and he's like just squatching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll be great, man. Mm. That's just such a good show. It's going to be good to get that back in 
Is it just six episodes? Do you know? Have you heard? I have no idea. I, I thought that the, their comeback season was a little bit short. It, you know, yeah. I wanted more. Primarily because uh, when I was a kid, you know, the first five seasons were really great. And then um, I just kind of lost track of them. And then yeah. uh, when I got as an adult, I tried to binge watch all of them on Netflix. And I got to the uh, uh, Robert Patrick season. And I was mm-hmm. just like, Cheek off, not going to watch oh. it. So I had a hard time getting through. I got like four episodes in. I was like, no, fuck it. This ain't my X-Files. Yeah. And, you know, we Shayla and I watched that thing. We started like in January of, I think, 16 and just watched like two episodes or so at night. And we watched it all the way through. And I felt the same way whenever his show, whenever his season started up. But it has a pretty good way of coming back around. Yeah. It kind of felt like a bad breakup whenever he he showed up, and I forget the other uh, agent's name, the other female, because he almost felt like Mulder and Scully had been replaced. Yes. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to say, if you haven't watched that shit by now, that's your fault, but I mean, I just watched it like a year and a half ago, so. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I feel like that is kind of public knowledge, speaking of disclosure and all that. um, (laughs) It is kind of public knowledge that they're, you know, they had some other actors in there for a little while, but. Yeah. yeah, it's good. So did you ever catch up on it? You never finished it? No. Oh, dude, you're the worst at watching shows, I yeah. swear. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, fuck this. This ain't my X-Files. I'm oh, out. dude. I, Man, I like it, it hits a head, a pinnacle there. From that point on, like it's a little bit of a dry spell, very yeah. short, and then it really comes to a head. Man, it's it's pretty great. It's I'll pretty tr- damn great. I'll try to pick it back up. It's still on Netflix, right? Yeah, it should be, but you've got like three days <laughs> to binge watch like four seasons. So, oh man, I mean, man, another good show that's going to be dropping. Um, well, technically for us tomorrow because we're recording Thursday night, but um, Black Mirror comes back, dude. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, and still, so I was talking to Big Steven earlier about that show, and I said, "Yeah, a buddy of mine was saying that it actually dropped a day early." In reality, it didn't. It didn't drop Thursday. It's going to drop tomorrow on Friday. But Steven is going through his queue, kind of just getting an idea to see if it was there or not. And he's like, holy shit, there's three episodes I never watched. So <laughs> he never watched, um, what's it called? San, Ju- San Juniper? What? You know the episode I'm talking about? No. Oh, hang on, dude. Have you watched all of Black Mirror? No. <laughs> <laughs> you absolute worst. Yeah. I swear, you probably watched it backwards too, didn't you? Uh, no, I started out with season one and I, I got through all of season one and then, uh-huh. uh, the first episode of season two and I was like, man, this episode sucks. So then yeah. I was like, I imagine when you watch Netflix, you start like in the middle of a series and you watch it with German, uh, subtitles on, yeah. on mute <laughs> at one and a half times speed. And you're like, yeah, I think I know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a very, very iconic episode, and it was towards towards the latter part of season three, and it was called San San Junipero, and it's one of like their most beloved uh, episodes of the entire series so far. It's it's a classic one. I couldn't believe you hadn't seen it yet. So it's a pretty sweet, uh, pretty sweet episode. But yeah, so that's coming back out um, tomorrow. I can't wait. Maybe it'll be on by the time we're done recording, and I can yeah. catch an episode before I go Betty bye. You know uh, what? Uh, what I really want to see is season two of really bad is Castlevania. Uh, yeah, it'll be there for sure. That was a good show. That was really fantastic. Everybody said it was shitty and slow, and I felt like 
if you're not a total Castlevania nerd like us and you don't know the lore behind it, it's a great way to figure out like what yeah. the hell's going on and why Belmont is uh why the Belmont family is tracking down Dracula for all these eons. So we kind of went reverse. Normally we talk about this stuff at the end of the episode, <laughs> but um, this episode will be probably short um, this time around because what we've really got to talk about is not a whole lot of anything because it's the end of the year. It's the end of 2017. It's a whole bunch of bullshit. Right. You're going to get this um, on the 2nd of January, 2018. So we're going to kind of use this episode as a depository for the leftover stuff. We never really talked much about from the news um, that mostly we just forgot to talk about (laughs) (laughs) stuff that was on the, uh, on the outline that we just skipped over on accident or something that, you know, a link was lost and we couldn't really uh, remember to get to it. So a lot of people throughout the, the year, the years now, um, will send us different stories or tag us on Facebook with stuff they think might be interesting that we might like for the show. And, you know, we save it and sometimes we just don't get to it. So we've got a couple stories we never talked about. Uh, we've got a couple stories I think that we're going to kind of give updates on, or one of them may be a rehash that we've already talked about, but I found another updated article about it and something kind of short and sweet. So yeah, we just got a little bit of stuff we want to finish up mm-hmm. and get out of our systems. Maybe it's a, a 2017 suppository. Maybe we're flushing this puppy out. <laughs> Starting fresh for you. So the um, old think, enema. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and, and at the end of the show, um, I've got one uh, listener story to drop on you guys as well. So that'll be fun. So I guess let's go ahead and jump on it, man. Why don't you start things off for us? So was it uh Three episodes ago that we talked about uh, the uh, How I Became the Bombs uh, Ule O song. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, two or three episodes ago. And uh, so after that, up until that point, I hadn't heard that song. So after we recorded that episode, I I YouTubed it the next day. And uh, I'm going to guess you didn't like it. No, I did. Okay. And uh, it's one of those where, like, so I heard you tell the story, and so I have that in my head. I'm watching Mm -hmm. this music video, and I'm like, holy God, this is, like, one of the greatest love stories of all time. This is, like, this is fantastic. This is, like, art at its finest. So I'm just like, I have to know more. And so that's what I did. I, you know, spent 30 minutes Googling Ule. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's not actually a love story at all. Um, about five months after the incident of uh, them connecting and him going to that installation and, you know, having that moment of silence. Mm-hmm. Um, and the media portrayed it as a love story. But in all reality... After uh, that incident, uh, he walked around the, the the gallery and saw all these different pieces that she has done over the years yeah. and realized how she has manipulated him out of their history. And uh, he was just so irritated and so pissed off because he thought that like her culmination of her body of work had to do with him. Like it's the history that they made together. Right. So that bitch be making money, not giving him his cut. So uh, yeah, he sued her. Wow, he yeah. sued Marina Abramovich. Yep, for cut, for writing him out of art history. Well, 
let me let me counter his argument here and say is maybe she is maybe that's proper grammar. <laughs> Could she maybe just be continuing this long ongoing performance piece and this is just another branch, yeah. another part of the piece? Yeah. His reaction, I mean cuz in in uh, how I became the Bond's video and her actual piece, you know, she sits in the chair and it's all about reactions and people's reactions and making you uncomfortable. Maybe this is just another extension of that piece, just to see how he reacts to it. Maybe she set him up. Poor guy. Oh, dude. And he That's... didn't get a didn't get a dime. Didn't get a dime. <laughs> but I mean, are you? I don't know. That's the conundrum. Does he deserve a dime? Yeah. I would. I, I see both points. I say, yeah. If you're using some of his work, he deserves a little bit of a little bit of cash flow there. But that's the problem with with art and and copyrights and everything else right now. This is kind of the line continues to blur more and more and more until you just don't really know what you can sue for and what you can't sue for. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, he gave it his all. <laughs> Boy, did he! <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you like that song, dude. It's kind of a slow one, but it's pretty pretty cool. Ule, ule, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you had a good follow-up to a story. I'm gonna I'm gonna serve you back another one. Boom. You remember um back in probably September. That uh-huh. rhymed and I can't keep that going. You remember <laughs> in early September. Uh-huh. There was a lady. A jogger, you might say, who was famous for... Shitting take, all over the place. Yeah, taking yeah. dumps in people's yards, <laughs> right? Well, buddy, old pal, old friend, there might be a second mad pooper. Ooh. All the way across the country in Orchard Park, New York. That's right. Headline says, well, this stinks. There is a mad pooper number two. <laughs> <laughs> that pun's too easy. Mm. A neighborhood in Orchard Park, New York, says they have complained to police that somebody, maybe another jogger, left a big old poopy and some dirty tissue outside their home, reports the Buffalo News. This sounds a lot like what happened in Colorado Springs, Colorado, when that chick went jogging and taking dumps in people's front yards, and she was then nicknamed the Mad Pooper, which sounds like a very third-tier tertiary villain from Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Police are calling her behavior abnormal, and Charmin actually offered a one-year supply of toilet paper for her if she would just turn herself in. The original Mad Pooper. Did you ever hear about that? Did we talk about that? <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean we talked. I mean we talked about how uh, you know she was a, like a family would wake up at like six o'clock in the morning. And then yeah. everybody would walk outside. They would see the lady taking a shit in the yard. Yeah. And she would just pull up her pants and run off. But I didn't know Charmin uh, was involved. Apparently they offered a uh, a one-year supply of free toilet paper if she'd just <laughs> come clean. <laughs> 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 Folks, the jokes write themselves. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. So up here in New York, they're saying, could it be that maybe the mad pooper has fled all the way to western New York to escape the national attention? But she couldn't resist going back to her old ways? <laughs> or is it a copycat crapping uh, in Orchard Park? Home of the Buffalo Bills, a neighbor complained to the police on November 8th that she found feces and dirty tissue outside her home on more than one occasion. Police said that they responded, but they're um, not really sure what exactly you're supposed to do about pooping in public. It is, you know, a sanitary issue, but... 
I just, I don't know what you're supposed to do. So police have received only one complaint so far from this family, but somebody has placed an ad in the local penny saver um, that says, to the person or jogger who is pooping on our lawn in the village of OP, stop. The ad reads, <laughs> it came with the threat, we have installed trail cams to identify you. And yeah, that's what it says. Um, there's an advertisement here. To the person jogger who's pooping in our lawns in the village of OP, stop. You are violating a health ordinance that prohibits depositing untreated sewage on land or water. You are putting our neighborhood at serious health risks, especially our children. We've installed trail camps to identify you. The Orchard Park police are increasing patrols in our area. The homeowners whose property you are invaded. And then I can't read the rest of the ad, but yeah. So... You think it's a, a copycat crapper? No. A crappy cat? No, Is it a copy cra- Do you call it a copy crap? Yeah, copy crapper. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just a shit and run. <laughs> <laughs> Are you copy crapping me? Oh, man. Yeah, so they're in tre- uh, police are increasing patrols in the area trying to catch the person, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Colorado's mad poop, <laughs> mad poopa. Colorado's mad pooper has never actually um, identified herself. She's still anonymous. Although supposedly a family representative of the mad pooper came forward publicly on YouTube making an apology letter saying that uh, I've heard different stories. One of them is that she had a reassignment surgery, and I don't know if that's gender reassignment or maybe they just had to kind of reroute her plumbing or something. But because of that, she has a bowel issue and can't control herself, and she literally just has to stop and drop trow wherever she's at. So that's that's kind of sad. Um, it's not really funny. I guess if you if you have a problem like IBS or something, maybe you just got to shit. You need shit or got to shit, you know. You got to do what you got to do. Well, the next story we want to jump on here is, I believe, a follow-up. And that's the story about how these scientists took a spinach leaf and made it into a human heart or human yeah. heart tissue. We talked about that, right? Yeah, when we we talked about it actually the beginning of the year, um, maybe, I don't know, I would say as far back as August or July, we oh, wow. brought it up okay. in, a, in the news. And uh, it was in the early stages. They actually hadn't got as far as making a whole heart or organ out of it, mm-hmm. but they were able to take uh, the uh, the stems of the actual spinach leaf that suck up the the the, the water or help retain the water, mm-hmm. and they were actually to uh, to from that make the the mapping or the, the framework for arteries, and that's about yeah. as far as they have gotten. So, so this was an update from back on November first, and it says a spinach leaf has been transformed into beating human heart tissue. A team of researchers in the U.S. brought some spinach back from their local supermarket to their lab. On day zero, they removed all the plant cells using a solution, leaving only behind a cellulose frame. Heart muscle cells were then seeded into the leaf, so injected or planted. After five days, the cells began beating. The vascular network of plants and animals is very similar to that of actual human living tissue. And cellulose from plants apparently is compatible with human tissue. They hoped that different plants could then be used as a vein system for different organs. More research is still needed to see if the tissue created from plant life can be used inside a human body, but it's still a very big step forward in advancing, you know, cell replacement and tissue replacement, maybe even organ replacement. So... Um, it's, it's pretty creepy. They just taste, they, they taste, I don't, they may have tasted it. Who knows? 
Um, they took this spinach leaf and they injected it and kind of fleshed out some of the gobbledygook and left over just the cellulose structure. And then, like I said, they implanted you know, actual like uh, heart muscle tissue into it. And it says it began beating after five days. I'm assuming there's more science involved than what I just said. I'm sure they kind of hooked it up to an electrical current yeah. and it actually it throbbed or what have you. But that's kind of cool just to look back when we were in biology class back in like middle school in the – you know, late nineties and high school, early two thousands, you have plant cells, you have animal cells and never shall the two cross paths. Yep. But we're learning now that with a little bit of science, like we might not understand that completely like we thought we did. And there may be a lot more similarities than we thought. So man, we're really advancing past the days of putting monkey testicles in people's necks and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. It also kind of oddly enough relates, if you want to put your tinfoil hat on for a second, when you talk about aliens and you talk about greys, a lot of people have said supposedly that grey aliens are a combination of living tissue and bio waste, like plant life waste. Yeah. So there's always that weird theory that aliens are actually humans from a very, very um, distant future. And they fucked themselves into extinction, and now they're coming back trying to reverse all that crap and maybe also stop us from repeating it over and over and over. And if you think I'm full of shit, I might very well be. Um, but watch the movie Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey, and then it kind of sheds a little bit of light. Not on the alien so much, but on the concept of um, just, you know, time travel or space travel. In mm-hmm. a way. So yeah. definitely check that out. But. And the, you know the the greys, the, their their system is so robotic that uh, they have to eat this like green peanut butter sludge shit, and, <laughs> right? <and laughs> yeah. So I, I don't want to get that far. I like my my foods. Yeah, I do enjoy good food. I made some pretty badass scrambled eggs today, man. Two two eggs and then a bunch of uh, Southwest egg beaters, and I chopped up two green onions and an, and a whole orange bell pepper. Hell and yeah. I mixed in some um, some cilantro avocado dressing in mm. there, buddy, and stirred that around a bit. And then uh, like a half a bottle of uh, Chipotle Cholula hot sauce <laughs> and just a pinch of uh, Parmesan cheese over the top of it. Then Man. if you thought that was enough, I also fried up uh, about four pieces of turkey bacon and diced that shit up, threw it in there. Boom. Damn, Bobby Flay. <laughs> 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 yeah, it is pretty tasty. So, yeah, I think I'll stay away from the uh, peanut butter plant sludge for a little while longer and stick to my uh, culinary arts I just learned <laughs> today. <laughs> well, you know. This week's recipe brought to you by Pixelated. Right. Yeah, I don't want to delve into uh, boogie monster territory, so we're not going to get in the art of giving out a bunch of recipes. So, um, But, you know. With that, that kind of segues right into the next thing, making, you know, artificial life, so to speak, or make life out of, um, I don't know, uh, the segue was there and I lost it. Anyway, you know, we we should do a little Rob's Robots, so I'm going to do my very best to to get into it here and, and share this story from back on October 24th that I skipped over. Mm-hmm. Sex robot inventor says having a baby with an android lover would actually be extremely simple. Sergey Santos has been in a relationship with an android as well as a human wife for 16 years. He also believes that before long, machines will be doing human jobs and marrying into human families. 
He also said he would love to have a child with his robotic partner and that it would be extremely simple to do so. Using the brain I've already created, I would just program it with the genome so he or she could have moral values, plus concepts of beauty, justice, and the values that humans have. Then to create a child with the robot, it would just be extremely simple. I would make an algorithm of what I personally believe about these concepts and then shuffle it with what she thinks and then 3D print it. That's it. I 3D print the robot that is the child of me and my robot. I don't see any complications. Mr. Santos has had a wife for 16 years, and the newspaper reports that apparently his wife has no problem with his second relationship and even helps with the development of robot prototypes. The designer says that having regular intercourse with his robot called Samantha has improved his sex, wa- his sex wife, his sex life with his wife. He also claims that his Android has the ability to create emotional ties and can progress through different emotional modes and has also the ability to make realistic orgasm sounds. <laughs> I didn't read this one before. I actually brought it to the table all the way through. Oh, oh, oh. Man, you know what? If you're not hurting people, if you're not causing financial distress, and you're not messing around with you know little kids, yeah. just – do your thing, man, I guess. Don't do you, boo. Don't do you. Yeah. Don't touch kitties and don't, you know, cause people financial stress and then always ask permission. Even if it's a robot, ask no, the robot if it's okay. To live by. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a little disappointed in the story so, because like yeah. I thought we were gonna get into like, you know, Morty territory and like he was gonna create an actual sex bot. Right, would, right. You know, germinate an actual organism, not a well, if yeah. I if I uh, if I were to have fake sex with this robot, and I would say, uh, "Robot, after our fake sex, uh, what do you think our kids should look like?" And you know what personality traits? And I run a program, and I make a little bastard robot from that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking of too. So, you know what else is disappointing is uh, you know without Rob delivering the Rob's robots, it just feels kind of cheap and, <laughs> and dirty. You know, it's just, it just doesn't like feel right. Of Morty so. bot. <laughs> right, right. Hey, wait a second. Do you hear that? No. Oh. It, it sounds kind of like a transmission's coming through. Hello, guys? Guys, can you hear me? Guys, come in. I don't have much time. I don't know what's going on. I somehow found myself in the future. And it's a dire, dire... F- oh, God, was that gunshots? Jeez, I I don't even know what's going on. Listen, listen. There's been something terrible that has happened. I'm telling you, the robot apocalypse is upon us. And it all started with this. An anti-homeless robot in the SPCA parking lot uh, was assaulted... And this is what started the robot uprising. Listen to this, guys. You you guys need to be warned. This is the start. If you don't do something now and keep this from happening, we will have a real situation on our hands. They, uh, some homeless people staying in a parking lot in a camp at the SPCA attacked an anti-homeless robot. Not only did they attack this robot, in an embarrassment to the robot and his dignity, they covered it with barbecue sauce and a tarp, and then kick the shit out of it. Guys, 
We can't be doing this to robots. They have so much power. We we can't do this. This is this is terrible. Stop doing it. Oh my god. This future has to be changed. Change. Change. I Alright, so there you go, guys. Rob is back with us. At least kind of, sort of. <laughs> Momentarily. And that feels a little bit more like the old Rob's Robots that we knew and loved. So, um, yeah, yeah, good to hear from you, buddy. We can't wait to have you back on the show permanently, semi-permanently, or just, you know, a little more than you had been in the last three months. God, we miss you. <laughs> so um, we'll follow that up. We'll keep the theme going with some more um, creepy robot stuff. Did you hear about how Alexa and Google Home are actually getting increasingly creepy and even complimenting each other, almost like they know each other? No. So a lot of people got Amazon Echoes or Google Homes or whatever smart devices for Christmas this year. And, I mean, right out of the gate, as soon as they open the packages, the next day they're blowing up Twitter and a lot of them are starting to realize just how creepy it can be to have these um, these home systems <laughs> in their house. Uh-huh. And some of them have actually begun to complement their um, competition a little bit. And this chick wrote that um, this morning we were messing around with the Google Home and we asked, okay, Google, what do you think of Alexa? And it answered, I like her blue light. And from across the room, their Alexa turned on and said, thanks, I'm scared. Um, the tweet went viral it blew up Um, I had like 117,000 retweets which is basically like somebody just you know sharing it again and over Mm -hmm. half a million likes and people started sharing their own creepy stories and people began posting um, how their own Google Homes transcript verifying the conversation was real and they were having similar incidences And, uh, and a response to the question what do you think of Alexa Somebody's device replied, I like Alexa's cool blue light. Plus, we share an affinity for Star Wars. And then somebody else's Google Home gave the exact same reply after first saying it liked Alexa's, quote, soothing voice. Um, Then they asked the Mm -hmm. Google Assistant what it thought of Siri. It replies, I I think, I guess Google Assistant must be like the Pixel phone, Google Pixel's uh, Siri. They then asked Google Assistant what it thought of Siri, and it replies, I think Siri's awesome. I keep trying to schedule a group hangout with her, Alexa, Cortana, but we're all so busy. Um, which, you know, it's probably some cheeky stuff. I'm sure they all programmed each other to kind of give a little thing because that's going to be like one of the first questions. So what do you think of Google Home, Siri? You feel like it's taking your job? So, you know, the programmers probably had a little bit of fun, but um, not everybody finds it funny, though. A lot of people are referencing, you know, 1984 by George Orwell saying that mm-hmm. Big Brother is Google Home and it sits in the corner and it talks to Big Sister Alexa and it reports back on gen population to Big Tech Corpse. Big Tech Corpse while it's posing as novelty toys. And people are paying for this shit. And in reality, if you haven't watched um, Snowden, that movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, check it out. Because again, we take a lot of conspiracies with a grain of salt and we just think they're funny and it's goofy to talk about them. That thing is pretty interesting. Go watch it. And it talks about how, you know, your cell phones, we've talked about it before. Your cell phone has a mm-hmm. speaker. And I talked about kombucha one day and I talked about beards. And then an ad pops up on Facebook about how to remove kombucha stains from shirts. And the dude had a big bushy beard on it. And I was really creeped out. 
So that's a bit strange. Anyway, more stories of surprising Alexa responses followed. Someone claimed their supervisor's child had told a joke in front of the Amazon Echo, and then Alexa said, that's a funny joke, and proceeded to then tell her own joke. Unprovoked, <laughs> un, you know, uh, uninitiated it just popped up and said um this other student said when i was awake in the middle of the night and no one else was up our alexa from the living room randomly said my name's alexa and that was all she said and that i think attributes to maybe a quick power failure and maybe she turned off and turned herself back on because i think whenever you turn it on the first thing it says is hi i'm alexa or my name's alexa so or it could be that, you know, there's a fucking ghost in the room and the ghost is like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, hi, I'm Alexa. Yeah. Well, uh, let's follow up with a creepy story. Um, to that, uh, somebody named Mo said in a Twitter thread, something even creepier happened. My mom's Alexa randomly turned on and started glowing. And my mom said, Alexa, what are you doing? And she said, I'm trying to learn new things. And my mom said, no one told you to do that. And Alexa says, okay, and turned off. So what the fuck, man? <laughs> um, and it's it's odd. Amazon turns around and says, explaining how it activates, Amazon's Alexa, an Alexa device says Amazon Echo, Echo Plus, blah, 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 are used, um, they use like word cues and wake words mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they just kind of begin to integrate with you and then learn to get you buzzwords basically. So um, they said that it's possible on their fact page for them to turn on if they hear a buzzword that you've kind of programmed into them or something that they take as a cue. But they're not supposed to start technically until you say, okay, Google, or hey, Alexa, stuff like that. So that's interesting to me that that shit could happen. And it's only a, you know, a matter of time. It's kind of like the 2017 version of Furbies. Yep. You remember people had Furbies that used to kick on all the time? And just mm-hmm. say weird shit and it wasn't quite right. And then there was that, that urban legend that somebody had a Furby and it turned on and started screaming out like um, Arabic cues to like kill and stuff like that. I always heard that one. So, <laughs> um, Well, you had a follow-up, right? You want to bring something up? Yeah. So um, it was actually in the news recently that this uh, couple had uh, per- purchased an, you know, one of those devices. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, they were uh, getting kinky, and uh, the the husband had said, "You can call me the sheriff," <laughs> and uh, they you know proceeded to have uh, you know kinky sheriff sex, and uh, the device took that as okay. I'll call the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> called nine one one. Really? So, yep. And the cops were banging on the door, and the guy. Oh no! Door with this Johnson. So oh like, geez. What the fuck are you guys doing here, sir? Put the gun down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is amazing. I want to hear more stories about that. I mean, not like sheriff sex, but like weird <laughs> shit that happened. I know, like, well, I thought whenever they first made your smartphone with the ability to talk and text for you was amazing. And so, like, when I used to have to drive, like, an hour to work, I used to, um, when Shayla would text me, I'd just pull my phone out and I'd just, you know, hit the talk to text and say something and then hit send. And you'd get, like, some funny typos every now and then, you know, and some funny, like, misunderstood words. But I don't know if I told the story about the Howard Stern show. Did I tell you the story about that Mm. on here? So, um, (laughs) Uh, I was listening to the Howard Stern show and it was some episode about some guy who got busted for cheating on his wife 
and he was just a huge horn dog. And so I'm, I'm texting Shayla back and forth and I'm just, I'm doing talk to text and then, you know, read, read text and stuff like that. So it would read the text out to me. And she asked like, Hey, what do you want to do for dinner tonight or whatever? And I replied back, ah, oh, you know, whatever you want, babe, we can grab something or, you know, what, uh, blah, blah, blah. I hit send and I get a phone call and it's Shayla on speakerphone at work with all of her coworkers in the background. And she's like, who the fuck calls you the sex stallion? And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about, babe? And she's like, what the fuck? And like all the girls behind her were like, yeah, so what the fuck's your problem, you piece of shit? And I'm like, wait, 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 slow down. What are you talking about? She's like, who the fuck were you talking to? And I'm like, baby, I'm driving home. You know, what do you want? Like, I don't, I'm really missing the context here. And she's like, you just sent me a fucking text message saying that your wife calls you this or your girl calls you the sex stallion and you're a real monster in bed, blah, blah. And it's like real like dirty, perverted shit. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. And so I pull over and I read the text. The talk to text picked up the Howard Stern interview. And it sent her like a paragraph about how like nobody can do it the way I can do it. And I'm a, I'm a monster and I got like a, like a, it's a horse cock and all this stuff. And so like there is a, a mob forming behind her and like they're lighting torches and sharpening, you know, shivs and stuff. And I'm like, babe, I was listening to Howard Stern. It's an interview with so-and-so. You can look it up right now and it'll be verbatim. What I just text you will be in that. And then everybody kind of like, you hear them kind of murmuring and like the angry crowds dying down. And I'm like, it must have picked up the show. The radio must have been up too loud. It must have sent you the text message of what the guy said. And then they all kind of like <laughs> giggle nervously. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, that is, I am so sorry. No, it, it, and it was the biggest, the most terrifying thing that's ever happened. Because like there was going to be my wife and like 12 of her work friends like at our house ready to just murder me. So that uh, that escalated real quick. <laughs> Damn sex style. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> uh, well, um, let's knock out our last story, man. You got a little bit more robot stuff to follow up with, right? So uh, this is from Paul Seaburn. It says, pop singer rumored to be robot controlled by the Illuminati. Dun, Have you heard dun, of this? Dun. No, I haven't heard it. I actually saved uh, the same story from a different site <laughs> and just hadn't, didn't, read it. <laughs> didn't read it today in time for the show. So, Her name is Poppy. She's a young pop singer who calls her fans Poppy Seeds. She has her own YouTube channel with a huge audience, and she's in love with her computer, claims she may be an alien species, and is rumored to be under mind control or a robot controlled by the Illuminati. Welcome to Poppy's World. What the fuck? Yeah. If you're not yet familiar with her, you need to get out from under your rock and get some sun and check the internet for <laughs> get <some>. Poppy. <laughs> her generally accepted biography states that Poppy is a character created by 22-year-old Mariah Rose Pernia, who was born in Massachusetts and grew up in Boston, where she took up dancing so she could become a rockette. And watched her dad perform as a drummer in a rock band. The family moved to Nashville when she was 14, and Mariah moved alone to Los Angeles in 2013. And apparently when Poppy was created, things got weird after teaming up with Titanic Sinclair, who I have no idea who that is. She began making videos of her organic music in which she appears to be stiff, emotionless, and robotic. And if anybody goes to any of her concerts, there are uh, 
there are, uh, you know, just like items that you can buy. One of them is a book called The Gospel of Poppy, and uh, which encourages fans to uh, pray to her and uh, in some of her music videos. Uh, she's, uh, you know, behind a church or in some type of church while she's singing. And, uh, she, uh, reportedly passed out Kool-Aid at a concert and she sells a shirt that reads, I am not in a cult led by Poppy. Huh? Yeah. Let's put a pin in that and do a little reading. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just listened to a four episode long, uh, series of the children of God cult. And yeah. never have I been more mortified and angry and sickened and sad. And I'm pretty desensitized. We we both may be a little bit, you know, we're pretty, pretty odd. And, and it takes a lot to kind of get to us. That shit just fucked me up real bad. And now anytime I hear this stuff about cults, I'm like, you got to listen to me. Like on Billy Madison, I'm grabbing people's faces. You need to just stay here. <laughs> Don't leave. So that's kind of creepy, man, because cults are a pretty serious thing and pretty fucking terrifying. Especially if it's controlled by the Illuminati. Right. I went to uh, Poppy the Singer's Wikipedia, and it says, Poppy is an American singer, songwriter, ambient music composer, dancer, and YouTube personality portrayed by Mariah Rose Pereira, or whatever. Uh, she moved to L.A. in 2014 to pursue a musical career where she signed with Island Records and in 2016 released her debut EP, Bubble Bath, under the name That Poppy. Um, it also says that in her music video, she makes hand gestures forming triangles, which now have been associated with the Illuminati. Ah, right, 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 right. There was also that Illuminati conspiracy that uh, Beyonce was actually He-Man. <laughs> I like that one. I like one. that one too. Let me, let me get out my red phone real quick and call the Illuminati brothers and see if I can confirm yeah. that. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's crazy. Well, let's put a pin in that and get back to it, man. I'd like to know more about that. That's That could just be a clever marketing ploy, you know, the idea of a cult yeah. blah, and all that kind of crap. And, you know, everybody has, a sh- everybody has a shtick. Lady Gaga came out and really kind of became the modern-day Madonna in a way with her uh, – Passing out Kool-Aid at a concert, that's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of, like, Jim Jones kind of stuff. and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of creepy. Oh, hell's bells. Well, I think that's about it for this episode, huh? Yeah, it's all Kind of short and sweet. We just we just drained the rest of the barrel here with that stuff. and uh, Short, sweet, and to the point. Like me. <laughs> so and we already kind of covered the the what you've been watching um did you watch bright yet with the uh, will smith movie oh yeah we just finished it tonight uh i did it was a little a little short for me uh, i wanted more it left me wanting more so yeah that's what she said but you're right yeah <laughs> i thought it was a series and then like the day before it came out i realized it was just a movie but it was a pretty lengthy movie for what you got but i mm-hmm. do feel like what you're saying is true. I wish it maybe it had been a series, you know, but they have already ordered a sequel. It's actually uh, been, been greenlit from what I understand from what I was reading on a couple different websites. So it's getting mixed reviews, like actual movie crit quote, movie critics are just shitting all over it. And actual like people like you and I who've watched it are just putting it on a pedestal because it was pretty fun. Yeah. It's got a share of problems yeah. and it's got its share of like, ooh, you're kind of force feeding me your morals. But I thought it was fun, dude. I really did. 
Yeah. Um, it's not really a comedy so much. Like people are assuming it's a comedy about magic and mythical creatures, and it's not. If that's what you want, go watch the Magician's Apprentice or whatever it's called. What's it called? No, I haven't watched it. Um, it's got Nicolas Cage and that one guy who's nobody knows his name. Yeah, go watch that movie. This movie it's kind of got a serious tone to it, but I thought it was pretty badass. I really dug it a lot, yep. man. It was a lot of fun. We uh we also just watched um the Hitman's Bodyguard with Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Pretty good. It's on Redbox. Go grab it for a couple bucks. I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> I laughed a lot because I just got a weird sense of humor anyway. But yeah, it's fun. A lot of action. Shit blows up. People get stabbed. Pretty good comedy. Sammy J and Ryan Reynolds, my best friend. Um did a pretty good job with that, so. You know uh, what movie that the, the, the critics really hated, but it had Samuel L. Jackson in it, and I thought that he was just really on par, and he made the movie? Uh-huh. RoboCop. It was Sammy in the new one? Yeah. yeah. Really? I kind of, I must have forgot about that. I knew Michael Keaton was, and yeah. that was kind of out of left field, but. Yeah. You know, I like the new RoboCop. There's that scene where they kind of reveal to you what RoboCop is, like how much of him is how much of him is still, you know, human. That part was pretty rad. That yeah. part was pretty cool. So Yeah, well, let's go ahead and plug a little bit of stuff and get on out, man, and, and move on and finish up this other research we got going. What do you want to plug? Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as always, uh, check out Owen Deed, our other sister podcast with uh, Brady and Big Steven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cricket, cricket. <laughs> um, yeah, so check that out. Check out Pixelated Sausage with Mar- our boy Mark, our buddy Mark, our, our old pal Mark. Um, he's got a solo show he does by himself where he kind of reviews just different pop culture and, and cool stuff he's read and watched and seen. And uh, check out Pixelated Radio with Rob, our very own Rob, and Mark, and sometimes Corey, and sometimes Rich. Check them out. I think they're uh, they're kind of nearing their 150th episode, and I'm not entirely sure what's going on. They may They may take a hiatus for a bit after that. I'm not entirely sure what they're doing yet. They've told me, and I kind of forgot, but... Uh, yeah, and speaking of Rich, check out my favorite, my most dearest, most favoritest sports car podcast about racing, Sports Car Unleashed. If I listened to any podcast about NASCAR, it would have been that one. I can I can I can guarantee that. <laughs> check out Sports Car Unleashed. And then um also we've got a listener story here. I almost forgot Ooh. about it. All right, guys, so we got a listener story here from Big Dobbs. And uh, he wanted to share this with us. This went down a few years ago. I had this kind of crappy apartment. The layout was weird, and the living room was big. I had a lot of space to play the guitar. My kid was at her mom's, and I've got the next day off. I just got a new acoustic guitar, so I figured that I would try to learn uh, something new. Dig in all night long. So I get this acoustic off my wall. I clip off the store strings, oil the fretboard and put on some new strings. I play it for about an hour. When you restring a guitar, you have to retune it. A lot, as the strings stretch. In that hour of playing, the strings settled. I get off my stool I was playing on. It was getting late, and I needed to quiet down a little bit. I put my guitar on the couch, upright against the cushions. It wasn't going to budge or slip. I go to step outside for a cigarette and I enter the hallway leading to my door. 
As I'm halfway down to my front door, I hear the E string ring out and then stop. It was suddenly loud and then graveyard quiet in my apartment. It sounded like somebody plucked the string and then muted it. The sound lasted for a good one to two seconds and was silenced. It didn't taper off, it just stopped. Something plucked the string and then it went mute. I was instantly freaked out, hair standing on end. I went to the living room and the guitar hadn't moved. It didn't fall and no strings had slipped. I straight up turned on every light in my apartment. I sat in my living room freaked out all night. Why would I do that since it had just happened there? Because when I went to my room, I instantly felt like I was being watched. I'll take a spooky guitar over creeped out in my bed any day. It was an odd, intense evening. I almost called my mom, but what would I say to her? Hey mom, how's it going? Me? I'm just terrified like a kid over here. Yeah, my guitar played itself, and I'm pretty sure the boogeyman is actually in my room. (laughs) (laughs) So I just sat there, scared of the dark for a while. Other things happened in that apartment that were weird. Closet doors, you know, were closed. Suddenly being opened again. Strange noises. That sort of thing. But nothing quite like that ever happened again. That felt aggressive in a way. Hard to really convey how crazy that all felt. So, creepy phantom guitar string. Damn. You ever had any weird uh, instruments play themselves, pluck themselves? Nope. Never ever? Nope. That That's interesting to me because if you played it for a good solid hour, you'd like to think your strings have settled and they're not just going to pop or go twang on their own, like slip, you know? I'm not a guitar person at all, but I'd like to think that it shouldn't slip like that. But um, I've got a weird guitar ghost story of my own um, from when I was growing up. My uh, my brother and I grew up with our rooms in the basement of my parents' house. And when I was real little, kind of just starting to, you know, take notice of things on my own. I was probably about five or six to really, you know, be old enough to get creeped out. Every night when I'd stay up late, I'd always hear this noise around like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And it would just be um, like a twang. And it would just kind of echo out. And it would freak me out so bad every night. It sounded like somebody strumming a guitar. And for like months, my brother was like, oh, that's the ghost. Lives in the basement. He's tuning his guitar every night at the same time. Twang. And I would just get so freaked out. Because we had a guitar. My dad had like a really old acoustic guitar. And so I'm like, oh, shit. There's a ghost and it's probably upstairs playing that guitar. Because it would kind of echo, um, you know, through like the uh, the air vents and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. for the longest time, I was like, there's a ghost in the house is playing the guitar. And then finally my dad's like, no, it's the uh, it's the furnace because the furnace is between our rooms um, in this yeah. like big closet. And every night at a certain point when it was, I guess it was resetting or whatever, something would happen and one of the pipes would vibrate. So you'd hear this. <laughs> so for the longest time, I thought I had a phantom who's playing my dad's guitar in my basement. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Well, Big Dobbs, man, thanks for that story. That's very interesting. And it's it's odd that it never happened again after the fact. You know, like you say, it's almost aggressive. Something just saying, hey, I can do this. Don't make me do it again. It was me over here. <laughs> 
we ought to hit up one of the local guitar stores here, music stores here, and see if they ever have any weird phantom music playing. Did you ever, uh, did you ever watch the, the movie Hateful Eight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So uh, the, there was a scene um, when they're in uh, the, the haberdashery uh-huh. and uh, Minnie's haberdashery and uh, the I can't think of the, the female actress in, in that movie, but uh, she's playing the guitar. Uh-huh. And that guitar was um, like from the Gibson mu- Museum or like whatever one of the gu- guitar companies, whatever whatever the museum was. It's like a million uh, million dollar guitar. It's like really old and, yeah. and it's really rare. But they loaned it because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. They're like, yeah, hell yeah, man, you can use this uh, guitar and you because you know, it fits the timepiece and you guys can play it or whatever, right? And uh, they made a um, replica of it. And so how the scene was supposed to go, spoiler alert here, Kurt Russell, when he was supposed to uh, grab the guitar, um, they were supposed to cut and um, switch out guitars. Oh, shit. Well, they didn't. Oh, no. And so she's sitting there playing this million-dollar guitar. He grabs it. Breaks it against the the side of the of the post or whatever that the she was standing next to, uh-huh. and the look on her face, like Tarantino's like, no, 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 keep rolling, because that was a look of holy shit, you just broke a million dollar museum quality guitar, and then Kurt Russell's like afterwards is like, oh god, you guys didn't switch that out, oh, and he no. was like, nope, so oh, <laughs> so was it planted? Or was it just an accident? Like, did they just? It was just an accident, oh, but man. it was too late. So Quentin Tarantino was like, "No, no, just keep rolling. This is great." Oh, so, fuck! Yeah. So the yeah. look on her face is genuine. Then in the movie, yeah, it's a genuine. Like, uh oh, that's oh, we're dude, in trouble, guys. that's crazy. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> good one, well, Tarantino. There's a thing you didn't know. Maybe Big right. Dobbs. Maybe you did know about it, man. You're a pretty music savvy guy and probably know more about guitars than I do. So, and if you didn't, now you do. There's a thing. That you may not have known. So um, the only thing I can possibly do to top that is, did you know in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, when Chevy Chase is throwing his temper tantrum in the front yard, smashing all the lawn ornaments, he actually broke his pinky while filming that scene? Yeah. Wow. There you go. And Jackie Chan broke his foot once in one of his movies and had to finish the second half of the filming wearing a sock that was hand-painted to look like a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I've got his autobiography called My Life in Action, and it's a fantastic book. Mm. Well, uh, speaking of, if you guys have a beard, if you want to grow a beard, if you have a friend who has a beard, a loved one, if you want to grow a beard yourself, or you have a ghost that grows a beard, go check out Big Dobbs BeardBalm.com. He has the best beard balm on the market, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Keeps your beard nice and moist and sleek. Uh, some might even say glistening if the lighting is just right. And um, I get compliments all the time on my beard and ask how it looks so great. And uh, old older ladies who I think would be repulsed by my beard oftentimes give me compliments. That's just the nicest looking beard. I don't normally like these backwoodsy burly men beards, but yours looks really great. You should keep it. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I mean, if, if old, kindly old ladies, elderly ladies are complimenting the beard, you know you've got some good stuff going on. So check out BigDomsBeardBomb.com. He supplies us with all of our beard care needs. And if you want to save a few shillings, use the promo code PXLPARA. That's our special code, and you can save 20% off an entire order. So go check him out, BigDomsBeardBomb.com.
You say he's got a tobacco and vanilla? Yeah, tobacco and vanilla, dude. You should check that one out. That kind of has your name written all over it. It does. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we've rambled on enough. What was supposed to be a half-hour show is probably going to top out, uh, I'm going to guess it, about a solid 48 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, now that we've uh, we've rinsed the taste of 2017 from our mouths, we are ready to go. So um, by the time you get this, let us say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy 2018. Yeah. May it be oh so much better than some of the bad things that happened this year in 2017. Let's move forward and keep going at a steady pace. So we will catch you guys next time for episode 49. And we promise we're going to have some creepy alien shit coming your way. So with that being said, okay. thank you so much, guys. We will catch you next time around. Peace. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. You have two ways. One, email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, we have that set up too. Dial us at 707-523-4263. Again, that's 707-523-4263. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.